Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. New England Sports Original. Welcome back to Cordishi and Coit on WEEI 401-777-1037, the phone number. We're going to get to your phone calls on the firing of Heimblum. Your thoughts on that and maybe what Red Sox ownership should do to replace him. You know, the other two things I wanted to bring up regarding that were, and I'm sure this played a role too, Alex Cora did Heimblum no favors. I mean, those two clearly were not on the same page. Right, and, they clashed. You know, Cora took veiled shots, I think, at Bloom in this roster all season long. So I don't think Alex Cora certainly helped Heimblum at all. That's for sure. I know he kind of said nice things yesterday after he was let go, but even when he said nice things, though, what, what was one of the first things he said, Scott? What was that? Oh, he's a great kid. Yeah. Yeah, that right there Demeaning. is yeah. just yeah. like, and and you know, I get it's just different philosophy. They're different philosophies. Um, you know, the the underdog T-shirt thing a month ago. Oh, that one stood out. That, um, yeah, that that really was a shot yeah. across the bow. You know, but that's I, I think Cora gets this market and 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 Bloom doesn't. And I think and I think ownership saw that. They yeah. saw the reaction. They're like, wow, everybody is behind Cora, nobody's behind Bloom, and, yeah. and they could not ignore that. And the other thing they couldn't ignore, you just finished a series with the Yankees, one of the most meaningless Red Sox Yankees series of our lifetimes. Tickets were going for a dollar. Ticket, you could get yeah. tickets on the secondary market for a buck. I mean, That's Red Sox, Yankees at Fenway Park, you couldn't touch those tickets. I think they looked at those two things and said, you know what, <laughs> we've got to do something. Yeah. That, I, that's my opinion. I think both teams should. I think both franchises should. Yeah, I'm amazed that the Yankees have held on to Cashman and Boone this long. Really? Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, yeah. they, they have a squad this year that they yep. thought were gonna, was going to compete, and, you know, they're battling for last place here. I mean, that is – not good. They went out and they made moves in the off season. They signed Rodon, like, and it just it has not worked out for them. Um, so clearly, they need some sort of some sort of spark, some sort of change, whatnot. Um, I think Alex Spear of the Boston Globe had said that. I get the you know the fact that it got postponed Monday and got you know the day game got pushed into Tuesday for the doubleheader. But he said that doubleheader paid tickets, paid attendance was like just over thirty thousand. It was the lowest paid attendance for a Red Sox-Yankees game since 1999. But they said the actual fannies in the seats was far less yeah, than right. that. Like that was right. pay, Imagine that paid attendance is still like 70000 short of a sellout. Red yeah. Sox-Yankees. I know. That which, is crazy. Which actually was kind of surprising that it was 1999 because I'm like, mm, things were kind of hot then. It yeah. was just starting to heat up. But at the same time, you know, look, I mean, 
that, that's that's not good. No. You know that it's come down that that far. A couple of quick texts, and then we'll get right to the phone calls yep. uh, from the four hundred one. You don't have to be Stevie Wonder to see that Heim's time had come. Uh, two plus months of games started by an opener and overusing the bullpen and preying on Sale and Hauk as being your saviors at the deadline without even getting a couple of retread tread starters to plug in and not having a bona fide replacement for Story with the last draws. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. The, in the opener thing, that philosophy. I mean, I'm just I'm old school baseball. I I just don't like it. It's not an entertaining product to me to have a guy that. You know, no no offense to Brennan Bernardino, uh, who I think at times has pitched well. I just don't I don't like that philosophy coming in with a guy for an inning or two and then burning out a bullpen. Yep. I like a pr- traditional starting rotation. That's the way it should. You need guys that can go 170 plus innings a year, um, that can hold up. They just haven't had that. They don't have many of those guys. You know, it's it's Bayo, and then you know. Paxton maybe, yep. but even even Paxton again, another guy that was damaged goods when you signed him. You know, it, it just he didn't contribute to year two till year true. Like I, I just, you need that starting pitching depth. You need the traditional because I, I think it's funny. You know, we do the whole opener thing and whatnot. It just it taxes your bullpen. One of the things that Bloom actually did well was build a good back end of your bullpen. Yep. Like Chris Martin and Kenley Jansen have been very good for you this year. Yep. Very good. Yep. If you have a traditional starting rotation, you know, I wonder where this team is. I agree. And if you look, too, it's pitching has been their biggest problem. The, the, the line has been inconsistent. Don't get me wrong, but their starting pitching has been the Bad. killer, the absolute killer. Yeah. One other text to get to, and then the phone lines are full. We're going right to the calls. Great show, everyone. With regards to Bogart's story conversation, just about everything gets mentioned extensively, except we're now in year two of story in Boston. He's had injuries that have caused him to miss significant time both years, and he has underachieved. Well, I mean, that's that's part of it. I mean, That's so the damaged goods you, part. Yeah, actually. I mean, you can use it as an excuse, but the bottom line is you spent a lot of money on this guy, and he hasn't been on the field to produce for you. So that's on you as the general manager. There was talk already of the arm and some of the difficulty when they signed him. Yep. There was talk already about the arm because they said, oh, maybe second base is better for him, you know, the arm, whatever. And then he has to go out and get surgery. Like, yep. and, and then he misses most of the year here and hasn't really had to, you know, it's contributed off and on here the last month, month plus. Um, but, you know, that – that sort of thing, like if you sign a guy like that and there's a huge injury concern, I just don't like I, it. I just feel like in retrospect, when they made that signing, I'm as a Red Sox fan, I was kind of like pie in the sky. Wow, they're expecting to have maybe Story at second, Bogarts at third long term. What a productive middle infield that's going to be. Yeah. That was never the intent. No. Clearly, they never intended or Bloom never intended on keeping Xander Bogarts. Yeah. So that's what disappoints me. So you picked the wrong replacement for Xander. Well, and I heard a little bit this week, too, of like, you know, because Bogarts' his first year in San Diego hasn't been great. No, no. No, uh, but I think there's there's been talk this week. Well, maybe they avoided a, you know, a bad contract there, whatever. Look, if you're a Red Sox fan and they signed Bogarts last offseason, are you happy about it? Yeah, of course you are. All right, if, if the back end of that deal doesn't work out well, you're going to be, you know, ticked off about it? Eh. Maybe, but you look at it and you say, like, okay, well, we signed a franchise guy who's been a big-time contributor to a big-money contract. That's the way that, – that's part of doing business if you're the Red Sox. They've had plenty of bad contracts in the past, and they've been able to get over them, absorb them, whatever, because it keeps guys here that are faces of your franchise that are well-known players in Boston. And 
I, I don't think that's a small thing either, Scott. The fact that the way that the Red Sox are doing business, and I hope Henry and ownership is, is looking at this, the way that they've been doing business, the fans don't, there's nobody to connect with on this team. Right. You show up to the ballpark and you're like, Devers isn't that guy because there's the language barrier. Right. Well, and he's, and yeah, and there's, who the hell's pitching? Like, you show up, yep. you're like, who the hell's pitching? Yep. Who the hell's playing over there at shortstop? Who is that? Who's in the outfield? I have no idea. People show up and they're like, they want to go to a Red Sox game to say, ah, I can't wait to see Mookie Betts play. Yep. Kids want to show up. First time I ever went to Fenway Park, Scott. Never forget it. My dad and I went. And I, there was two guys I wanted to see that day. Actually, three guys. Three guys. Quirky one, Matt Stairs was playing for the team, and the guy just raked. You know, no batting gloves, just a lumber, you know, just, just throwing it out there. That guy was awesome. But the guy that I really wanted to see with the Red Sox, 1995. Who did I want to see, Scott? I wanted to see Mo Vaughn. I wanted to see the hit dog. He's my favorite player. I wanted to see him play. I didn't know who else was playing for the Red Sox. I learned as time went on. But at the time, I was a kid. I wanted to see Mo Vaughn play. You know the other guy I wanted to see that, that day? They were playing the Seattle Mariners. Unfortunately, they, they scratched him from his start because I think he had an, you know, an injury issue or whatever. I'm supposed to see Randy Johnson pitch in his wow. prime. And they, they scratched him. I'm like, oh, man. Again, showing the difference in our ages to me. <laughs> I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I bought one of those Red Sox painters caps, too, that had all the names of the players on the current roster when I went to my first Red Sox game. But uh, I was not a big Yaz guy. I was never big into Yaz. But I, I like Freddie Lynn. You know, Dwight Evans, guys like uh, guys like that intrigue me. But I was an infielder, so I like Butch Hobson. I was a big fan of and nice. Rick Burleson. Nice. I like those two guys. Yeah, the, the rooster. But you go to the ballpark as a kid, and you're like, I this is the guy I want to see. This yep. is, these these are the guys I connect with. If you go to the ballpark today as a kid, who the hell are you connecting with? Who is it? No, I don't know. It's like I it's said. Hard. Unfortunately, you, it's hard to connect to uh, both Devers and Yoshida because of the language barrier. It makes it hard. Sure. Like Mookie, Absolutely. you could embrace easily. Xander, you could embrace easily. Well, you just don't get the feel for their personality. Right. That's right. You know, that's that's the the tough part. Even like a just having a starting pitcher or something like that. Like may not have been my first game, but you know, a couple of years in being a Red Sox fan, going to Fenway Park, Pedro was pitching for the Red Sox. Yeah. Like that's an easy one. You walk in there, you're like. Pedro freaking Martinez is yeah. pitching today. Like, of course you connect with that. And that's a, I just don't think that's a small thing because I think people people still, when the Dodgers came to town a few weeks ago, people were still showing up at Red Sox number 50 jerseys. Yeah. yeah. And that to me is like, oh, boy, what a mistake. That's the other thing we talked about earlier, too. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. I've never seen more fans of visiting teams in yeah. Fenway than I have this year. Yeah. And that to me has to send off alarm bells to – ownership as well i hope i hope henry got eyes on that and i hope it bothered i'm him. sure he did yeah all right let's go to the calls 401-777-1037 is the phone number to call when somebody drops off let's say hello to stanley and taunton you'll kick it off this morning on cordishian coit on weei good morning stanley good morning how are you hope all is well on this uh wet saturday morning <laughs> i know the uh, weather's but... coming <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll say this the writing was on the wall for Heim Bloom when he, A, did not trade for anybody at the deadline. Yep. B, did not tra trade sale when people actually wanted to pick up his trash contract. Yep. And three, he was going at it with Cora. But one thing I was saying, you guys will probably laugh at me. The one guy that I want back, even though I met him back in uh, fourth grade, 
Theo Epstein. That guy knew what he was doing. Stanley, he knew what I, he was doing. Sta- well, you know what? You know what's funny? I brought his name up a few weeks ago on the show. Yeah. And you know what's funny? The next week I heard that's all they were talking about, Boston Radio. Yeah. How about Theo? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this guy brought it up first. I it, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's pie in the sky, but that was my first thought, too. If there's any way you can get him back, because he is a Boston guy, Harvard guy, if you can get Theo back, that would be awesome. You, What you have to do, guys, if you're going to get Theo back, is it has to be so, – there has to be some sort of sweetener. It has to be enticing. He's not just going to come back and be the general manager again. Maybe you make him part of ownership. If he if he's part of ownership, okay. Maybe there's something Hell there. Yeah. But like he's he has accomplished everything he can accomplish in the game. He's got a sweet gig right now as a consultant, basically for Major League Baseball. He's got kids. Like it's, I I love Theo, and believe me, you want to get the buzz back with this team. You bring in Theo Epstein, the buzz is back. Yep. But. I just I, I from Theo's perspective, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. No, and and I I, I wouldn't blame him. You know, it would right. be great. It'd be cool. I just don't think it's going to happen. Unfortunately, hey, we, we could always wish. Yeah, yeah I, I, agree I agree with you, Stanley. I'm with you. It I mean, would be awesome. It would be awesome. And thank you for the phone call. Thanks, it, Stanley. It, yeah, Appreciate it. It would be great, but you just you have to make it some sort of enticing thing. Maybe he comes, you know, maybe like president of baseball operations, and then he has a general manager that basically runs the show, and, you know. K- Kennedy pretty it. much ruled out a Theo comeback in his presser. Right. He did. He, he, he did. did. He did. And, 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 like, what else could Theo do to enhance his image? I mean, the guy broke the curse of the Bambino here. Then he went to Chicago and did the same thing with the Cubs. It's like – I, I, I don't know what else the guy can do. He has, he has accomplished everything he can accomplish in the game. Yeah, You have to make it enticing for him. If they wanted to welcome him again to ownership, that would be something. You know, did we talk about this a week or two ago, too? In a weird way, as much as I detested his him and his personality, they miss a guy like Larry Lucchino. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Like Lucchino, he, he could be a dink, a real dink, but. I think he you needed to have that good cop bad cop dynamic in the organization cuz Theo did not like him. Yeah. I mean they did not get along. Yeah. But it worked for the Red Sox. I think Larry if he was still part of, you know, sort of the triumvirate the the ownership group right now. I think Larry always did things whether right or wrong. He always did things with conviction. I think Larry would look at this right now and I think he would be the voice to Tom and John saying are you looking at this right now, guys? Yeah, I are agree. you looking at the ballpark? I agree. Are you? Are, do you really want to do business this way? Like, think of the difference, and you might be a little too young to remember these interviews, but when he was on EEI, as opposed to Sam Kennedy, yeah. I mean, Sam Kennedy's a nice guy, I know. but the interviews—what a stark contrast! Yeah. Aquino was real. so real, yeah, blunt. This is how it is. Whereas, you know, with with Sam Kennedy, it's all, you know, daisies and Disney characters. Nothing's wrong here. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, your your organization sucks. I, I, right. And I just, I don't like hearing that. I want to hear realness. Technically, isn't Daisy a Disney character? (laughs) I just, that was good. I haven't heard that one. Daisies and Disney characters. You never heard that? That person dreams in daisies and Disney characters. I usually go with sunshine and rainbows, you know, but Daisy and Disney characters, that's pretty good. I like that. Little alliteration there. <laughs> it's good. No, but it's true. I, I having Larry around, I think, would help in a situation like this. Again, 
whether right or wrong, he always did things with conviction. Because it was Larry's idea to bring in Bobby Valentine. That didn't work out so well. Like, I mean, like I said, I thought Larry, like his personality just rubbed me the wrong way. But he is so much more Boston than a guy like Sam Kennedy, who is Daisy's in Disney characters. You know what I mean? Like, we're much more real, much more blunt about our situation than Sam Kennedy chooses to be. And and in Boston, that works. That's right. People like real. People don't like sugarcoating. That's right. It bothers them. That's right. That's why Larry would work here. You know, so they do. They miss a guy like that. Absolutely. And that's why I think if you say you were in the in the scenario that Theo comes back, I think Theo could be like a Larry. He would tell it to those guys real. I think he would. Yeah, I think he would not be afraid to. That's why the guy quit at one point. One offseason quit and put on a. You know, uh, whatever costume, leaving Fenway Park, and then came back a few months later because yeah. he was butting heads with. Here's people. the problem, though: if you want to bring Theo back, you're not bringing Larry back. I no, can you're tell not. You that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let's say hello to Matt and Warwick. Good morning, Matt. You're next on Cordishy and Coit on Weei. Yeah, you know, guys. It's, I, obviously, I called on Heim Bloom, but you know, as far as Sam Kennedy, everyone's like, "Oh, he's such a nice guy." Like, I think he's full of crap. Like, and when he talks, like you can you can feel how. If you brought if you brought Theo back, like you get rid of Sam, like Theo takes his spot, like, and I don't think he wants that. But you know, I don't yeah. I don't want to get too much into that. But with 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 Theo uh, with with Bloom, right from the get go, obviously we're talking about the the Dodger deal, and yeah, that might have been he might have been put in a difficult spot there, but it was it was an opportunity sure. because he obviously knew, he he knew he knew L A Dodgers um, the farm system was stacked. That was his old boss from Tampa Bay, right? And he went in there, and like like you said, the, the price thing was thrown in there, so maybe he couldn't just take whoever he wanted. But you didn't get one of a top-tier pitcher? Like, and look at the guys that he got. I mean, it was yeah. just from the get-go, right, right, you know, in the wrong direction. And, you know, I'm always wrong, so I got to laugh when I'm right. He just couldn't make a deal with anyone. He always had a get exactly what he wanted. And, and that and that perforated through Major League Baseball with all the general managers. And the Chris Sale news is 100%. Like, that's 100% his MO. You're not getting guys that are going to play in the Major Leagues. They're taking sales salary. You take that and you run. You know, he, he wasn't able to make a deal. And, you know, on top of that, you can't put a guy like that out in public too often. You know, I mean, seriously, when he talks, it was like insulting to everyone. So if you have a guy like that that can be somewhat successful, you keep him in the back office and, like, let him do his analytics. They had 30-some-odd people doing analytics in the Red Sox, you know, organization. I don't know what the hell they were doing because it didn't add up to much of anything. And um, you got to have someone else. But my idea idea going forward would be either that Gomez, the Gomez kid, or um, the other guy that they have in – in-house right now that Alex worked oh, really Eddie well Romero. with that. Eddie, Eddie Romero. Romero. Yeah. Because yeah. because the whole thing, the whole thing that got me so angry was the whole Red Sox, the whole organization, it was all, like, everyone only was talking about Heim Bloom. It was like, no one was talking about the baseball team because they stunk. Yeah. And, like, it's just like, it was, the narrative was like, it was disgusting, you know? Like, we want to talk about baseball and baseball guys. And you we've know, been talking about Alex, philosophy. Alex has months. been around the game the whole, the whole you know, so long. Yeah. He knows about analytics, but he's also a baseball guy. So that's that's what you need to do. Like, 
the analytics thing is is way overblown. Um, and um, I just hope they get it right this time. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. All right, man. Thank, Thank you, Matt. you. No, I, I I agree with a lot of what Matt said. I, I especially like we. Yeah, you're right. For months, when we talk about the Red Sox on this show, we've been talking about philosophies and how they build a baseball team and all those sorts of things. We shouldn't be talking about that. We should be talking about what's going on in the field and how they can get better and whatnot. And, you know, I think Matt is right in the terms of the, you know, making deals and not wanting to lose a deal and whatnot. I think he was afraid at times to just pull the trigger. you got to pull the trigger. you got to make deals sometimes. When, when we talk about Brandon Gomes, does it really matter who they bring in if ownership isn't committed to spending and – Acting like the large market or large revenue franchise that they are. Great question. Right? Does it's it really matter? Question. I mean, if you're being neutered by, by ownership? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I, I really, I hope that they have taken a hard look at it. I hope that they have realized they can't do business that way. I hope that they have realized that they're the Boston Red Sox and they should be in on all these big free agents and they should be able to do business the way that they've done in the past. You don't have to sign every guy to a big contract, Scott, but you you need to stop running things like the Tampa Bay Rays yeah. and, and shortchange. If it costs you $5 million more in the offseason just to keep Nathan Avaldi over going with Corey Kluber, that shouldn't be a discussion. You should keep Avaldi. Right. You should keep that saving five million bucks here and there ain't gonna well, make a difference. Well, but that's my point on Gomes. Like, do we really know how good this guy is, or is it just that he's the GM of the Dodgers, who are the most free spending franchise in all of baseball right now? Yeah. They spend, they spend, and then they spend some more. Yeah. You I know. Don't... So unless you're gonna give him that type of treatment here in Boston. Maybe we don't know how good this guy is no, if yeah. you're going to put all these restrictions on him that he pretty much doesn't have as GM of the Dodgers. You need the commitment from ownership. And, they, I, again, I hope that they're taking a hard look at the way that they've done things too because you can't do the business that way and, and expect to bring in somebody. doesn't matter, like you said, doesn't matter who they bring in. If they continue to do it this way, it's not going to work out. But at the same time, again, they need somebody that you know can do business – the right way, and make some of the, like, if Bloom had made some of these deals, if Bloom had had a little bit more conviction at the trade deadline, those sorts of things, pick out the prospects left and right that are good, that aren't good, whatever, you know, maybe things would have worked out a little bit differently. So, you know, who knows? they got to find somebody that will make decisions with conviction and won't be afraid to tell ownership, hey, we need to sign we this We have guy. to make this move. Yeah. yeah. 401-777-1037, the phone number. We'll take a break. You're listening to Cordishi and Coit. On WEEI. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.